Welcome to This Good Word. My name is Steve Weens, your host as always, and today I'd like to give an ode to the women who've been called too much their whole life. I have several friends these days, women who have powerful voices, who in one way or another uh, are feeling like they're trying to be silenced. And that's a generations-long phenomenon that's happened forever, for time out of mind. But I want to be a voice that amplifies women's voices. It's been something I've cared about for a long time. And so I wrote uh, a blog back when those things were a thing. Gosh, I think it was maybe five years ago, four or five years ago. And I titled it An Ode to Women Who Are Too Much. And I'm going to read that to you in a few minutes here. But this is for anyone who any woman who feels like she's been called too much for her whole life. That if you are someone who has a powerful voice or who feels like you've been told you're a bull in a china shop or that you your emotions are too much, you're too much to handle, Uh, This is an ode to you. This is going to celebrate you. This is going to give you freedom to keep being your beautiful, badass self. Okay? No qualifications there besides that. And this, I was reminded of this uh, because of two things. Number one, there's a few women in my life these days who are being called too much. And it, it, as I've talked to these women, it reminds me that this is something that's been going on from time out of mind, ever since the beginning of men and women and communicating and uh, ways in which um, women who don't follow the rules, air quotes, uh, are treated differently than men who have the exact same character traits. They're bold. They're brassy. If you're a man and you maybe are a little too much, uh, you're probably going to get promoted. You're probably going to be sought after. Uh, You might get some, you know, someone might pull you aside from time to time and tell you, hey, maybe you want to tone this down or tone that down, but you're going to generally be praised for it. If you're a woman still in 2020, geez you're going to be told to tone it down. You're going to be told you're a bitch. You're going to be told you you better tone it down or you're going to lose your job. And if that's you, I want to say, um, no. I want to say no. Uh, So I want to read this uh, in a second here. But the second reason why I'm doing this is because I read a book recently by Sue Monk Kidd. Now, I love Sue Monk Kidd. She's one of my favorite authors. Uh, she's written many, many beautiful novels. But the one that she just wrote, her most recent one, is called The Book of Longings. And it's an imaginative book. Who The main character is the wife of Jesus. And so the big question is, what if Jesus had a wife? 
what would she have been like? And it draws on research from life in the first century in Palestine. It's very accurate in terms of the socio-political and cultural factors that would go into religious life and male and female relationships and the kind of experiences that women would have had in the first century. And it's just a gorgeous book. And I fell in love with this character named Anna, the wife of Jesus. And, um, you know, listen, it's imaginative. So I think most of, uh, most of you, I hope if you've stuck around for, you know, 238 episodes, you're not going to be too shocked that I loved a book like that. But even if, even if you, your, your eyebrows raise a little bit at the notion of Jesus perhaps having a wife, and that raises all kinds of questions for you, I think that's fantastic. It's great. And uh, imagine, imagine, even if you can't quite buy that, the book is really about what would happen to a woman in the first century, who's been called too much. Now, it doesn't say that explicitly, but that's how I interpreted it for sure. What would happen to a woman in the first century in Palestine who feels like she has a voice and needs to be a voice, but that voice is being silenced? And one of the points in the author's note at the end that Sumunk Kid makes is that you know, uh, if there ever would have been a woman whose voice would be silenced, it would be if Jesus had a wife, that wife would be silenced for a whole lot of reasons. And so um, anyway, this ode to women who are too much is for any woman who's been called too much. It's also my, for my friends right now who are uh, using their voices in ways that are being so helpful and healing to so many and who are being called in so many different ways too much. They're being told to tone it down. And I just want to say, nope, nope, nope. We need you. We need your voice. We need your passion. We don't need you to shave off the rough edges. Maybe that's our job, to learn how to experience and deal with a woman who has passion and energy and who is free to not edit every single thing that she says. So this is from my blog, originally published on steveweens.com dedicated to all the women who have been called too much. So the title of this is An Ode to the Women Who Are Too Much. It went off like a bang Oh, everything My dad always told me I was a bull in a china shop. She was looking down at her lap when she said that to me as if trying to shirk a shadow that had followed her for more than 25 years. I paused before I answered. Do you think it might be time for a new metaphor? When she looked up at me, I realized I was the first person to suggest that she might. 
I've had the great pleasure of knowing many women who have been told over and over again that they are too much. Take it down a few notches, they're told over and over and over again in 14 million different ways. Men don't like you because they feel like you're stronger than them. Women are intimidated by you. You're too opinionated, too loud, too direct, too sexy, too bossy, too bitchy, too emotional, too moody, too funny, too much like a guy. This is for all the amazing women who have been labeled too much their entire life by the small men and women who didn't or couldn't see you. It's time to burn that metaphor like a 70s polyester bra. You're not too much. You probably haven't shown the world nearly enough. We need you to be your strong, imperfect, direct, funny, brash, hilarious, sometimes intimidating self. We need you to surround yourself with people who don't need to diminish you in order to feel more secure. We need your ideas, your vision, your leadership, your presence, all of it 120 proof. If we need a chaser after being around you, well, that's up to us to figure that out. It might be time to stop taking care of people who can't handle you. It might be time to stop applying for jobs and start your own company. It might be time to write the next book without the editor's voice in the back of your mind telling you to soften your message. Be a stay-at-home mom. Be the president of Harvard or the United States or your book club. Stop saying sorry all the time. You'll need a tribe of people cheering you on as you do this because haters are gonna hate. This tribe will cheer your every victory without the petty jealousy that has stifled your ambition. This tribe will get in your face when you actually are too much and you'll love them for it. <laughs> for many of you, the nonstop stories of sexual harassment, assault, and rape during the Me Too movement have brought up memories that you've struggled to overcome for much of your life. You'll need a tribe of people that you can rage with and heal with so that your true self can emerge and stand up straight. Don't know anyone like that? Well, let these words be the start of a conversation with a new tribe. So that, my friends, was an ode to the women who are too much. <laughs> I hope this is helpful. I hope this brought tears to your eyes. I hope this can be the start of a new chapter for you, where you do find a new tribe of people, where you begin to work through the thorny and difficult issues that have made you feel silenced and trapped. I hope you find your voice. I hope you find places to use it because this world needs it. 
I hope you get a microphone. And I hope your voice is broadcast for the healing of the world. We need you. All right. Well, hey, that song that I played underneath the blog post is called Bang. It's from the album Divorce by Moda Spira, also known as my friend Latifa Alatas, who is really, really one of the good ones. If you want to check out that song, check out Moda Spira on iTunes or Spotify. The album is called Divorce. The song is called Bang. And I'll also put a link to the show notes on the show notes to that song. Enjoy the rest of whatever you're doing, my friends, and we'll see you next week. Hey, friends, thanks so much for listening to This Good Word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together. It went off like a bang. Oh, everything, it changed in that moment. Like a bang, blood coursed through my veins. Oh, 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 when those fatal words were spoken, that I was not your chosen, it went off like a bang.
How do you explain? How do you explain?